We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. That's Ben Mintz, Barstool Sports. Kind enough to uh, join us on Thursday evenings, talking some NFL. I have to go back at the end of the weekend and see how he did with his picks. Can't do any worse than I did with my NFL picks. I was 2-3. and three. It's not terrible. That's Okay. NFL's hard, man. I mean, you've, you're not going to make a living on NFL picks. What'd you do college last week? Six and zero oh. with Tyler. No, with us. oh uh, five and six. Okay. So you went six and zero oh with Tyler and five and six with us. <laughs> yeah, six and zero oh in the non-SEC games, and then a five and six in the games that I'm quote you chose to pick paid to to uh, pick. Tells well, you a little something. Here's the deal, though. We would never pick every game if we were actually trying to put a record Hell together. Hell no. There's lots of games you wouldn't just jump on. I mean, Ole Miss would be a no-go. Because, I mean, I've got Tech covering Saturday. Yeah, I know you do. And I've got Ole Miss covering. I I, I don't... I think they're winning. I don't think... That, I don't think... I mean, it's just, Yeah, well, it's, I know that. I just think... I think Ole Miss covers. I, I, I don't think Tech's going to score more than... I'll tell 10, you, I, if I regret it, it will be because I, I said on the podcast earlier in the week, I watched Jeff Collins and went, he is not confident in the slightest yeah. going into this game. He just wants whoever's next week at this point. He was he was not feeling good about it. No, if you listen to Kelly, uh, you could tell Kelly had talked to people there and they're not pleased with scheduling. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I mean – you're going to play two SEC games in addition to your ACC slate? That's not. I mean, why? You're going to play Ole Miss and Georgia in addition to your ACC slate? Yeah, like see if Vanderbilt wants to have a smart kids bowl. Go play them. But like, Right. Well, call Northern Illinois. Apparently they're taking people. Everybody. I mean, I, it just – I don't know. I get it. I didn't admire that you looked up the price of the game day bibs for the <laughs> Georgia Tech faithful. Well, I woke up at 3.40 in the morning – and got up. I have a rule. If I – actually, I woke up at 3.30, and my rule is 20 minutes. That's it? That's it. If I lay there for 20 minutes – After what time, though? I don't care. I'm up. You're not going to get up at 12.10? Yes. Oh, I'm really? not laying there for 20 minutes. And I might go back to bed. But you are going to at least move. I'm going to get up. 
And so I got up and I came in here and I said, you know, I got stuff to do. And that's a little bit of a laborious process. Finding the yes. photo, cutting the photo, loading the photo. It's a pain in the ass. Building the, trying to make sure I give credit to the person who took the photo, even though nobody else cares. It, I, yeah, I, I do. And, and then you try to come up with something creative. And so I did that that morning with, you know what, I'm just going to sort of do this in chronological order and tell a story. And, and that's what I did. And so I looked at the picture of the bibs and I thought, well, wonder how much those cost. Like, why would you spend on those bibs? So you're looking up those bibs at three. It was five. Four, it was okay. five oh nine in the morning when I looked those up. By that time, I was committed to being up, and so they play UCF too. Yeah, somebody I, scheduled Ole Miss UCF in Georgia. I mean, they should be fired. Why are you doing that That's to your horrendous. coach? I mean, yeah, was Mercer not available? <laughs> You're you're searching for wins. That's call, it. Call ULM for God's sake. They'll come play. By the way, it's ten seven Chargers, eleven nineteen and counting to go in the second quarter. Been a game. Third and about yeah, a typical Chargers Chiefs game. Third and short inside the Chargers own territory. Herbert just made a uh, really nice pass that they get a first down to the uh, 45, so San Diego, well, San Diego, Los Angeles, they should be San Diego. The, the Chargers continue with their drive. Just The NFL is just such a great product. This is not about a, a slap on the college game, but when you get an NFL game with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, it's just going to be so clean. It's why the league is, it's why the, league is the king. And, yep. the, 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 and the rules are designed for offense. And then you get great quarterback play, and it's just it's it's awesome. Yeah, listen to this open and this close. You've got Georgia Tech, their first five games of the season: Clemson, West North Carolina, Ole Miss, UCF at Pitt mm. to open, and at UCF. By the way, they go to Orlando. I mean, they could win there, probably won't. They get a couple of easier ones, both at home, Duke and Virginia, and they go to Tallahassee. Okay, go to Blacksburg. Okay, whatever. And then close Miami, North Carolina, Georgia. Who got some work? He he's fired. But then who are you? Hiring? He's fired. But who are you hiring? Because the moment you fire him, it's not his fault anymore. And it was his job to get him out of the triple option to make him play modern football. And he's done it. Yeah. It's just it's a hard gig. So apparently people on social media and here are bitching about the Amazon thing. I don't have a problem. But I think this is the way I get it. What are we mad about? Some people are mad because they don't have Amazon Prime. And the point of this is, guess what? If you want to watch the Thursday night games occasionally, you're going to have to get it. That's where we're going. I'm telling you, this is where the college game's going. They're going to cut a deal. If the SEC, mark my words, if the SEC keeps this crazy deal where everybody plays a crap game it's that crap game's going to go on some streaming platform i mean beyond espn sure i mean yeah i'll i'll, I'll buy that i mean you're gonna see them on amazon apple wherever yeah apple for sure i mean Listen, there's no there's no question that Apple is using MLS as an experience experiment. 
Because it's a pretty detailed deal. Yeah, there's no question that it is an experiment that is designed for Apple to uh, try some things and accumulate data. Because if it works at all with Major League Soccer, they know, hey, we should go all in on something big. Um, oh, Georgia Tech has an open spot next year for their fourth non-conference. But otherwise, they play Ole Miss again and obviously Georgia again next year. Oxford and yeah, at home against Georgia. And then in 2024, they swap Ole Miss for Notre Dame. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the hand raised guy in there? In there, everybody goes. It's already uh, streaming on ESPN Plus. I, I get it. I'm just, I'm just betting that something there's beyond, beyond that. I'm just betting that there's and ESPN lets that go. Maybe ESPN, right. ESPN doesn't care about the Ole Miss Central Arkansas game. They don't care That's about not Aub- why they're paying Auburn dollars. Mercer when Arkansas plays. Who they play in Missouri State? Um, yeah. When Texas A and M plays Sam Houston, they don't give a. Sh- they don't care. Come on, that's not that's not where their bread's buttered. Georgia Tech is playing Notre Dame a lot in the future, and they have a home and home with Alabama coming up. Yeah, they just said, "By God, we're what are you doing? Cancel, write the check." Was Southeastern Louisiana not available? What happened? I mean, I don't understand this. Why would you do that to your coach? I mean, in twenty twenty five, at least the, if they pick up Colorado, well, that's better. Colorado Temple in Georgia. And Georgia State. See, Georgia State's good. <laughs> Dude, don't sleep on Georgia State. That guy's that guy's legit. I'm a, I mean, I'm a fan. There there are a handful of programs in the Sun Belt that have really good future you have power five coaches. Sun Belt. It's great. Well, I mean, I rest my case last week, Your Honor. Yeah. I know. I mean, those were legitimate wins. Marshall goes to Notre Dame and wins. App State goes to College Station and wins. Georgia Southern goes to uh, Nebraska and wins. South Alabama goes to Central Michigan and blows them out. At some point, you got to look at the league and go pretty good. So that guy was that's the guy that had the interim gig at Carolina. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. When they went up there and gave them a game, they just kind of screwed up punt protection and it cost them. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's still going to the bowl games three years in a row. See the video? We talked about it on McCready and Siski. The video of him with his players before the game the other day. Georgia State? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, he's just so involved, and he's like got physical with a couple players in a good way. Oh, that was him. Okay, I and did he see knocked this. knocked the helmet yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. what I loved about it, when he knocked the helmet off, is you're like, what the hell are you doing? And you see the look on the kid's face is total glee. All good, yeah. yeah it was yeah. total joy. And it was like, man, this is awesome. Because you want – game day supposed to be fun. All the – It doesn't need to be laborious. All the labor that you put mm-hmm. in is for the game. It's to have fun. and Because the – you know, like the haze in the barn and all that crap, it is. Go play. Have fun. And just to see the, the joy on his players was fun. It was cool. I, that's a great league. I'm telling you, it's SEC super light. Yeah, sure. And it's awesome. But there's enough talent to make that. Oh, it's good. Okay. It's, it's good football. Yeah. I mean, like if South Alabama plays UCLA well on Saturday or imagine wins, that South Alabama-Louisiana Lafayette game is going to be must-watch television. No joke. I'm just telling you, that's the one you're going to want to put on your computer or something and watch it because it's going to be really good football. Yeah. And they've done a good job getting teams. 
They obviously rated to USA. They have good teams. It's a fun league. I mean, it's a fun league. There's going to be some good games. I mean, if I told you App State's playing Marshall and it's the only game on, I'll watch. Yeah, man. Sure. Uh, All right. uh, We'll open the phones for a little bit. If I got to find the – Chiefs have the ball back down 10-7 at their own 28-yard line. It'll be second down and two at the uh, Kansas City 28. I don't think I have a – I don't think I have a career in uh, play-by-play waiting on me. It's kind of difficult. I, I don't think I'd be good at it. When I was a kid, I always thought that's what I wanted Did to do. Like, yeah, I wanted to be like a broadcaster and stuff. Yeah, sure. Because you listen to like Brent Musburger and Keith Jackson and all yeah, those sure. cats. You're looking live. So I noticed on the MPW Digital YouTube on the homepage, there was a – Oilers Steelers game. Did you go look it up or something? No, I didn't. You see didn't. Uh, uh-uh. it just was there then. It was crazy. They must listen to you. Oh, because we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about how the Oilers. No, I did game. not know that. Isn't I didn't crazy? Look it up. Yeah, it was there. It was one of our suggestions, or whatever. Like yeah, on the screen. Yeah. Well, that is a little creepy because <laughs> I didn't click anything related to those two teams. It's totally creepy. Really? Mm, oh, absolutely. It was there because I almost I didn't have time. Otherwise, I would have gone down the rabbit hole. Okay. All right, there's the phone number, 662-259-8563. Chase is not feeling a gazillion dollars. We're not going to be here forever. So if you have uh, if you want to call, go ahead and call. Uh, yes, Marshall had Randy Mall, so misplayed them in a bowl game. 1997 Motor City Bowl. Oh, okay. Chad Pennington, Randy Moss. Oh, it's a pretty good Marshall team. Yeah. That was one of their first teams probably from the elevating from D2. That was Tuberville, right? It, yeah, his, his last full season. Okay. Because his first two years at Ole Miss, they were ineligible because of NCAA stuff. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is uh, Robert, and I figured before I put the uh, kids to bed, we should call and finally talk apostrophes. We should, Robert. I was very very appreciative of what you did with the the pumpkin and and all that. You got it right. Yeah, so there's a, there's a story behind that. So uh, for 11 years, I taught uh, English and journalism, uh, 8th and 11th grade. And so in 8th grade, we talked a large about um, some punctuation. So it's very simple. Everybody tries to make it super-duper complicated, and it's not. Apostrophe S is singular possessive. This is usually where people quit listening. So if people quit listening, no, I do apologize. This is this is <laughs> this you're 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 feeding my soul right now. <laughs> apostrophe S is singular possessive. Hey, let me let me give you a little background. Let me give you a little background on my childhood, okay? <laughs> so my mother has a uh, degree essentially in English from what is now ULM. That's where she went to her uh, undergrad. My, both of my parents grew up in Monroe. They were high school sweethearts. Right. She got a master's in, I guess, English education or whatnot at the University of Alabama. Right. My father has a undergrad in what is essentially English from what is now ULM. He has a master's in English slash education from Ole Miss and a doctorate from the University of Alabama. So in my family, grammar was and is corrected. My, cho- my children will tell you that uh, 
they 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 will they will get frustrated with their grandmother, my mother, when she corrects their she grammar. She still does it. She's gotten better about it. Okay. But yes, she will correct grammar. Uh, things like and me and I and things of that nature uh-huh. always gets corrected. Nominative case and objective case. Yes. Nominative case is in the front. Objective case is at the yeah. end. Yes. <laughs> the worst trouble I ever got in in high school was. At midterm of, no, it was junior high, mid-eighth grade, I, I guess I'd failed to turn in an assignment or something, but at mid-six weeks at Glenview Junior High School, I had an F or a D, one or the other, in English, Ooh. and it was bad. Bad, bad. Uh-huh. Bad enough that here we are 40-some-odd years later, and I remember. Do you miss copy editing, Rob? I mean, you, you, you were my copy editor in college. Yeah, I was I was your copy editor. Yeah. Uh, I, technically, I still do it. I, I get I get stuff from people here here and there and around. Um, I, I do communications with our school district down here in Central Mississippi now, so a lot of people will send me things to post, and I will turn it back into the copy editor, and then I will turn into the publisher to post it. So I, I kind of get to to do both of it. Um, so I still semi sort of miss it, but I also still get to do it, which is I guess. You did it for the CL for a little while too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was right. there. That's what I uh, so I, I was because that was that was that was the that was that was the end of when it was there because that, that's when I got to hang out with my good friend Orly Hood and then got yeah. to meet um, Sid Salter and learn a lot from him and, and Marshall Ramsey and that was that was that was the end. Those were my last two years of real journalism, paying journalism work. I interrupted your story. Go ahead. Anyway, so the story that I used to teach my eighth graders that really captured their attention, because a lot of times, if especially if you're talking grammar, they're, they're ignoring you. So we, I used to tell them my English class was just the cheat codes. So if you, if you like video games and you learned the cheat codes, you got better at it. So I told them, if you want to know how to do on the English test, here are the cheat codes. And they perked up and listened. So we learned the lesson when my wife and I first got married um, she has a sign for every season, and there was one that we got that said the Chapman apostrophe S. And I thought, I walked in, and I, I would tell the students the story. I said, I, I, I got so sad when I walked in, and I asked, why in the world are you leaving me? And she looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I said, well, the sign out front says the Chapman's house, and only one of us was born with that last name. So is this your way of telling me that you're leaving me? And, of course, I got the look of, you've got to be kidding me. So I gave her a year to fix the problem, and I told her if that didn't get corrected, because her sister would paint stuff, so if it didn't get corrected, I was going to have to take matters into my own hands. Absolutely. So the next year it came out, and it was put out front, and so I wish I still had it, but I don't. Um, I I had a video of me taking the, the wooden sign and lighting it on fire so that I could show my students how serious I was about singular possessive nouns. Well, you're just uh, showing the the incorrect nature to the whole neighborhood. You're you're you're, you're, you're uh, you've got a big sign on in the neighborhood going. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Absolutely, and so literally after that, we would have people send us text messages. All right, we are the Jones. What do we do? Which then I actually have an answer to that. So, and it depends if you're going MLA style or if you're going Associated Press style, MLA style, APA, anything that's academic. The rule always follows if it's singular possessive, it's comma S. So if it is John Jones, it's John Jones S apostrophe S. However, that's academic. If it's Associated Press, 
it is acceptable that if you end in an S, you can just have an apostrophe. That's correct. The same argument's yeah. going to be made for the Oxford comma. I am very much a disciple of the Oxford comma, but when writing in Associated Press, it's not there, and it kills me every single time. Me too. My soul dies a little me bit. Me too. I, I, I used to fight it. I fought it. Really? Because I'm following at least Associated Press style. Robert, I had this argument in both Birmingham and Mobile so many times. So <laughs> very many times. I, I love the Oxford comma. It's needed. Is it, it really is. though? It is. Oh, it don't. No, don't, come on. Come on, don't it go is. here. I, I have a glass bottle, and I will hit you. I, I, when you're reading when I, a sentence, when we were in New Orleans, you always know the what they mean. Hell and chase. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you you always know what they're trying to say. I mean, we can get <laughs> stupid about it, but you always have an idea of what they're doing. Yeah, they're actually saying that's the that's the common sense argument. And remember, everybody has common it's sense. Lazy. But common practice is sold separately. Agreed. Agreed. So the other thing that you can remember with the apostrophes, because we're going on into the apostrophes, if you're going to write about the 1990s, the, the decade that was, it's it's one nine nine zero s. It's plural. It's not. It's, if you're talking about the 90s, it's apostrophe nine zero s. Right. Correct. It's there's no there's nothing we, after the zero ever. No. The other thing too that kills me is when people want to talk about the do's and the don'ts. You can say it much better than you can spell it. If you can't spell it, just don't do it. Find another way to talk about the do's and the don'ts. Agreed. Talk about the pros and the cons. It's just Agreed. it it just grates on on my nerves every single time I read something. Robert, are you but when sure I we're not related? Good. <laughs> are you sure you're not like my brother? I mean, is it? If you if you haven't read a here's a book if you haven't read it it's probably one of the best books ever written and it's called Eats Shoots and Leaves yeah <laughs> yeah and it's you know it's based off of, uh, of the difference between British uh, grammar and and American grammar and it's based off of the the yeah. you know the joke a panda bear walks into a bar he orders a beer he stands up he shoots the bartender he walks out and leaves and the guy says you can't do that because I'm a panda bear look it up. He says, okay, so he looks it up. He says, you know, panda, native of Asia, eats, comma, here comes the Oxford comma, shoots and leaves. Well, yeah. he eats, comma, shoots and leaves. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. So, but it, it's, a funny, it's a funny book. But, yeah, I can go, I can go days on the grammar. I used yeah. to say that, that I, could, I could teach life lessons about grammar, uh, active voice, passive voice, all that kind of stuff. And that's when I would, I would hold my students' attention for most of the semesters but then when we got down deep into gerunds and participles, they were they were out. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a limit to everybody, Rob. <laughs> that certainly was. Yeah. Although there was a story that's not politically correct to tell anymore. When I would talk about the time when I saw some uh, cross dressers on an elevator, and I used that story to get into gerunds about uh, oh. ver- uh, na- verbs pretending to be nouns. <laughs> yeah. I called it grammar and drag. I can't do that anymore. No. But it was it was a, it was great when I could. I can only imagine. Yeah. Hey, really appreciate that was, that was you. English class. Hey, great English. Woo. Yeah. Appreciate you calling, Robert. Yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Later, bud. Bye. Hey, who we have? Hello, this is Rodney. Rodney, how Rodney, are you? How are you? I'm good. How y'all doing tonight? We're good. Well, this Saturday we finally get to find out how our OS is. 
Maybe. As a team. Uh, we get a better clue. I don't know that this is going to be the uh, the absolute verdict on the Rebels. but You uh, can find out if something's uh, wrong. I, it won't be the absolute verdict. But uh, I keep – I know, Ari, y'all don't think we can lose, but we can lose this game. I mean, we we shouldn't lose, but we can lose this game. Anybody can – you can lose any, any, any game. Well, you couldn't lose the last two games. No, so, no, no, especially the last one. Well, you want you could you could play Troy a hundred times and you'd beat them a hundred times. And and listen, here's the deal about Georgia Tech: is keeping this real. If Ole Miss loses to Georgia Tech, and for the record, I I don't think there's any chance. I think they could oh, play. I, I think they could play a hundred times, and I think Ole Miss would win a hundred times. But if Ole Miss loses to Georgia Tech, the bottom line is. For us, next week's going to be a nightmare, and it's a sign that this team is nowhere close to what we thought it was, and it's going to be a really rough last two months of the season. Mm-hmm. So I just don't – and I don't think that's the scenario. I, I, well, I don't either because I went back and I watched – well, I watched that, their game last week, and their offense is, is what – that quarterback can't get the ball down the field. He's not very accurate, and – uh they just—I don't see them moving the ball on our defense. I mean, we don't know a lot about our defense, but they're so fast and they tackle pretty good. So I don't, I don't think they're going to move the ball much. Which tells you that you do know something about the defense. I mean, I have—I have concerns about Ole Miss right now. Not big time, but it's a few. But they're not really on that side of the ball. As weird, no, as, weird really. as it is, they're about offense. I mean, I—I I have some concerns about quarterback play. I have. Actually, I'm in the minority here. I have some concerns about wide receiver play. Yeah, and I have some concern about offensive line play. I'm not, I'm not sold. So, I, but defensively, I, I like what I see. Line pass protection. Yeah, but as far as the running, I'm not really concerned. But their pass protection, they need to uh, have a cleaner pocket for our quarterback, which is dark. And uh, our, our receivers, I think we, we're all right on receivers. We just don't have a. Well, we, if Robinson could get going, That's somebody could get down the field, take the top off the defense. He's got to take a step. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I agree with what Tyler was saying this afternoon. Whichever quarterback it is, oh, you just don't go in there and lose the game. Yeah, I think but that's... But you got to let them play, too, now. Yeah. you got you yeah. yeah, You're only getting into a mess if Dart throws three picks or something, and then all of a sudden it gets funny. Otherwise, I mean, they're going right. to win. Just uh, there was one other thing I was going. Yes, uh, Neil. Uh, now Jeffrey Wright. Now I like Jeff, but I didn't appreciate him questioning uh, Matt Corral. Like you know, by, his, by how injured he was last year and during that, like, that Auburn game and stuff. I believe he was really hurt and stuff. Well, I do too. But, but Jeffrey's not the only person that thinks there might have been a little bit of Hollywood going on in terms of a Heisman campaign. And they're, they're, I, you can you can talk me into that argument, even though I don't necessarily believe it. Um, but I knew what yeah. he was, I knew what he was getting at. I it, I didn't have a problem with it. It doesn't matter. It was fine. I mean, they, you know, there was there was a little bit of. There was a little bit of Hollywood at the first that LSU game last year when Lane opened the week by saying, "I don't know if he can play," and mm-hmm. and then Matt. Oh, and Matt I knew I knew Lane was full of it right there. Yeah, now. but that's but that's kind of what that's kind of what Jeffrey was talking about. There was a little bit of there was a little bit of Hollywood in that to try to um, bolster a Heisman campaign, and I, I don't have a 
I don't have a big problem with that. It's fine. And but but I don't also don't have a problem with anybody who kind of criticizes it a little bit. It's it's okay. Okay. Well, y'all pull them through Saturday. Are you going over there, Neil? I'm not. Um, it's the only game this year I'm going to miss. Um, it's uh, Dad's weekend for okay. my daughter's uh, sorority at at Arkansas. So I'm going to Fayetteville in the morning to hang out with my girls for the weekend, and then I'm coming back early Sunday. Well, be careful, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. Yeah, have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Joey. Hey, Joey. What's up? Thanks for taking my call, fellas. I kind of just wanted to know y'all's opinion. If y'all had to take any of the young quarterbacks in the NFL right now, say like under 27 years old, like the Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, the Herberts of the world. Who would y'all take? Herbert, y'all personally. Herbert. If you're building a franchise, I would take Herbert. Herbert. I would take Herbert. If you're doing a multi-year deal, it's probably the answer. Yeah, I want. I want Josh Allen in a one-year. I think that's. Yeah, I either want Allen or Mahomes in a one-year. Um, in in a long-term deal, I want Herbert, and my second choice is uh, Burrow. Yeah. I kind of feel, you know, I think I would probably go Herbert or Josh Allen personally, but uh, I appreciate y'all taking my calls, fellas. Yep. And one more thing, everybody, if anybody ever gets mad at y'all about going off about random stories about the MLB and the NFL, I, I love those. So those are awesome. Well, thanks, you, Joey. Most do. It's a loud minority. It's, yeah, it's very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate All right, it, Joey. Joey. Thanks. It's a great era of quarterbacks. Well, it's gotten better and better and better and better. As yeah. the passing game gets become a bigger deal in the NFL, running backs are de-emphasized. There, there are receivers just, and quarterbacks. There are just some really good ones. Uh, there's the phone number. People were asking for it, 662-259-8563. But I love Herbert. I love everything about his game. Uh, 22 seconds left. Mahomes is upset. You think he's going to be healthier long run versus the other two? Um, I love the I love his style of play. Yeah, and he's got all the physical tools in the world. And but look, I mean, if you told me it's Allen, I'm, I'm I'm with you. If you tell me it's Burrow, I'm with you. If you tell me Patrick Mahomes plays till he's 45, I get it. I mean, we're still in an era where Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. Frankly, where some of the quote mediocre quarterbacks are really good. In a we different got, era there. Yeah. yeah, we got cheated out of Deshaun Watson a little bit, or Deshaun Watson cheated himself out of us. Um, We're still – Tom Brady's still playing. He is. I mean, there's, there's some – and even the guys like Winston, for example, nobody would call him an elite quarterback. The dude's got a cannon for an arm. Oh, look, talent is not an issue there. Throwing it to the other team is. Mark says, I guess I'm nuts because I think Mahomes may be the best quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't think that makes you – a valid opinion. I don't think that makes you nuts. Um, I really don't. I mean, I, you can make a super argument for Patrick Mahomes. I just – there's something about Herbert that I've liked since he was at Oregon, frankly. Uh, Charles asked if we can do a G-Pits this week. Well – it's my fault. We're going to do a G-Pits next week. I screwed it up. Um, how much do I want to get into this? There was one of the player shows this week that was problematic with getting it scheduled, and it ended up eating into Wednesday when uh, 
Jay and I tape, and it was my fault. We're going to try to tape all of the player shows on Sunday. I'm getting up uh, super early in Fayetteville on Sunday and getting back in large part to tape all three player shows. It's Once they get to Monday, it just gets hard. Yeah. So that made this week kind of weird. But we'll figure it out. We ended up getting all three shows taped. They're all on YouTube. They're all on uh they're all on our podcast network, so they're all there. So it all it all worked out. Quarterback is hard. That's why somebody like he like he him gets paid. Is this Grind? Yeah, it's Grind. What's up, Grind? How are you? Oh man, just enjoying the show, man, enjoying the show. Still, God dang, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Just still, I guess, juiced up off that A&M loss. It's just giving me so much energy throughout this week, man. Oh, I understand. I understand. It it, it it made me happy, and I look at their schedule, and I can just start but doing we're L's. Greedy. We're but getting it, greedy. Yeah, I think No, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't say that. I think we're setting Don't ourselves up for disappointment, Grind. I really do. I, I think we're setting ourselves up to be really disappointed. I, I do. I fear it. I fear that did I'm going to go to bed on Saturday did you night. Did chance happen to watch that game? I did. I watched a good bit of it. Um, yeah, because it was like it was it was like a drug being injected straight <laughs> into the vein. Yeah, I, I, I watched a good bit of it. Um, and then I got to I got to vault Hemingway and found it and watched it and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I think Chase is right. I think I, I mean look. I hope I hope Chase is wrong and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Because you picked him to cover. And Chase hopes he's wrong. Yeah. But I think we're getting greedy on this. I think they're going to beat Miami. I think they're going to beat Arkansas. I think they'll probably go beat Mississippi State. Alabama will smoke them. Beat Arkansas. Beat Arkansas? Yeah, but what I know just... from Arkansas? They're going to beat Arkansas? Well, here's the no thing. Way. Well, here's the thing. If they can't no beat if they don't beat Arkansas, then uh-uh. If they don't beat Arkansas, they're not going to beat Mississippi State. So let me just go ahead and tell you that now. Let me get that out of the way for people who are, like, hung up on this. If they can't beat Arkansas, they won't beat Mississippi State. And if they don't – and they're not beating Alabama. And then we're going to get the chaos. So next week when they play, no matter what happens in my, against Miami, if they lose to Miami, it's it's all, all bets are off. Yes, curtains. Go. But if they beat Miami and yeah. then lose to Arkansas, we're going to get the chaos just a week later. Because they're not beating Mississippi State in that scenario, and Alabama's going to smoke their ass. And then after that, they it's, will. after that, I think it's Florida, Ole Miss, Auburn. It's hey, it's not like it slows down. And then they get LSU no. at the end, and LSU's going to potentially be better by the end of the year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And LSU hates them. LSU plays yeah. LSU plays A and M pretty well. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Ed Orgeron went out with a win against them boys last year. Yep. Now, I will say, the football gods, they have a sense of humor. Because when A&M tried it, that field goal kick out, the, the tie the game up, I was like, all right, they finna tie the game. And, man, he kicked the worst kick I done seen <laughs> in probably about 10 years. The damn ball didn't even hit the end zone. I fell off the couch laughing, man. Man, he literally kicked it bad. It was like somebody hit a pitching wedge into the ground. Yeah. I mean, just completely. You know what I, mean? I said, boy, y'all pay for everything but a kicker. God dang, boy. 
y'all is tripping out there. That was that game, man. That it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And then Texas has just been lovely this week, man. Yeah, they well panic. They, well, they, they, they've they have done the stages of grief. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they are. <laughs> As a family, as a family, as a family, yes, they've done the stages of grief, and they are right now. This is why a Saturday loss would be just. Oh God, I can't even. We just oh, we just thought Neil like Henry Parrish when he was in Ole Miss. A Saturday loss because they by Saturday they are going to have convinced themselves that it was an anomaly, it was a one off, and mm-hmm. that they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're okay, dude. They're okay. One of their freaking. One of their, I guess, listeners or whatever called in on their show and was like, I guess, I guess one of the reporters after the game, Max Jimbo said, um, "We, do you think? Are you thinking about getting the offensive coordinator, or is your ego too big, or whatever?" Yeah. Now, hey, he, he, in fairness, Grind, hold on one second. In fairness, because Chase didn't see all this. No. In fairness to that, it's kind of fairness, and it's kind of here's what happens when everybody on your beat's a giant fan. A lot of the questions are pointed and kind of emotional, mm-hmm. and it's really a weird vibe when they lose. Anyway, Grind, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, man, a fan called in and was like, I don't know, well, I know who the reporter is. I'm not going to call him out, but that was not very aggy-like. We don't do that. And I was like, whoa. 
like, buddy, buddy, if my coach, if my coach that we paying a hundred million to pull that, we we asking everything, we doing it, yeah. we doing everything. Yeah, you talking about that's not Aggie like? Yeah, what? yeah, I know, and and they, and a lot of their fans love Jimbo because Jimbo stayed with them. They love Jimbo because Jimbo loved them back. It's emotional. Like, they gave Jimbo that contract because they were so scared he was going to leave for LSU. And then when he stayed, they're like, we'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. It's, it um, but I, it but made I, no common sense. And them would never win a championship until they stopped doing that midnight yell BS. <laughs> I, like I told you, I went out there one time, man. That dude, that dude out there on the field just started slapping his elbows. They started making some noises. I thought Cal Field was going to open up at the field. I got the hell out of there, man. <laughs> Shoot. My, you, you crazy as hell. My problem, is, my problem is that they this, this week, for whatever reason, this is the week that they disown the whole – that they get upset about it, that they get defensive. It's like, no, no, steer into it. Eat That's it. who you are. Yeah. Just own it. Well, I mean, it's weird as hell. They should stop it. Like, if if you had to introduce somebody to college football, A&M would be the last school. They, they would, you, if, if A&M is the first school you show somebody from Europe, like, hey, man, like, show me what's college football about. How do people get ready for the games? You would not show them A&M. I am a little curious how it survives being as – Offensive as it is, but was it offensive? Really, they call them hillbillies. It's okay. Yeah, it was all right. Of all things, now they've gone crazy some weeks. Like this was not the worst they've ever been. (laughs) I guess that's my point. Like I'm just a little shocked that it has not toned down. Let's put it that way. Well, like maybe not ended. You hear about like the pregame in Austin before the Alabama game, which apparently was absolutely electric. Austin was apparently just on fire last week and then you look at the stuff at A&M and you're like how's this how are they the same man before but this is my last thing on A&M and then, and then uh, I'm gonna hit Texas right quick man Neil I don't know how you do it bro but man I would not let my I would not let my baby girls go to Dallas you you, you don't you don't ever feel that they'll come back with a year leader that don't ever cross your mind, man. No. If they come back with a yell. It, it does oh not. My it does not. I, I, I know. I know my girls a little bit. And there's there's a zero percent chance. There's a zero percent chance. Now, now my youngest, the youngest of the two, she's in a she's in a circle where she's hanging out with a lot of baseball players on a fairly routine basis. So there's, I, I get more concerned with that than I do um, a yell leader. <laughs> okay, I got you. Man. I got you, man. I thought my plan with Alabama was going to work, but Texas couldn't pull it through. I thought I was the key to saving college football for a minute. I was thinking about you when they kicked that field goal. I thought Grind did it. He did it. Man, what? But then I looked at the clock for some reason because I went inside and I told um, I told my wife I said there's 45 seconds left. And I looked back and I was like, no, there's a minute and a half yeah, left. That- and I went, oh shit, they have too much time. Yep. Everybody yep. knew it was happening That's at that cool. point. Yeah. And Bama has a kicker now, which you, is still kind of disconcerting. You sort of knew it. You just sort of, you like mm. a minute and a half, and you're like, oh, son of a. And then when Young avoided the sack on that play, you just knew at that point it was, it was no, there was no doubt. You knew, and they could have called 10 timeouts. He was going to make that kick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And, man, I don't really have much on the Ole Miss game. I think Ole Miss is going to go out there, handle business. I think fans are going to be frustrated throughout the game. It's going to probably be a little jittery. But I think Ole Miss wins. The game goes way under. Finna, we all yeah. finna count our money. It's going to be like, fan, you know, sitting around the campfire, just count money. It's going to feel great if I everybody bet it on under like they should. I think Tyler's right when he says Ole Miss is probably going to start a little slow because the speed of the game is going to be so different from what they've seen in the first two weeks. It's going to take them a minute. And that I think that's another reason they go yep. under. I agree. And then, man, this is my last thing before I let y'all go, man. This game this Saturday in Auburn, Alabama, <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to be this hyperbolic, but oh, a loss, and I think Auburn is set back for five years. Auburn, Auburn probably Calm won't win down. for another five years. Grind. You know what? Okay, look, while, while I make this point, Chase, do me a favor. You buy a laptop, right? I am. Can you just pull up the 2023 class of Alabama rankings, like the players sure, for the class sure. of 2023? Yeah, sure. And so now, so now with, with Brown Harson, like we all know, I, like, I, and first off, I've seen Penn State. I watch, you know, I watched the Purdue. I went back and watched the whole Ohio game, and they were actually pretty, uh, pretty impressive against Ohio. They went out and, and did what Auburn didn't do against San Jose State. <clears throat> now, the only thing, you know, they're young at the skill positions, but Auburn hasn't. Auburn isn't what I thought they'd be at DB so far this year. Maybe it changes. I'm not, but I'm not. They haven't impressed me like I thought. I got the I list. Auburn still, go ahead. What are you gonna thought. say now? No, you're good. I said I got the list, oh. but go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay, yeah, and I was going to say, I believe Auburn should win the battle at line of scrimmage on offensive line, I mean, on defensive line, but I think that's gonna, I think it's going to be the same for Penn State. I think they're going to win the line of scrimmage on D-line, and I just think that their coaches are probably going to be able to scheme up some, some things better. I honestly think Penn State probably wins like 24-13, something like that. Yeah, I picked Penn State, but I'd, I'm kind of mad at myself because I'd, I've thought all along Auburn would win the game, but their quarterback play has just been so shaky. Yes. So awful, man. So awful. Now, look, and this is why I say that the future, like, honestly, the future of Auburn resides on this game because if Auburn loses this game, the season's going to go down the drain. It's going to go down the drain. And now, Chase, just just read off the teams that the, that those kids are committed to. And if the kid is uncommitted, you can just say his name, and, and I can pretty much tell you where he's going. All right, top 15. Georgia, Clemson, Florida, Alabama, Alabama, James Smith, undecided. Georgia. From, no, from Georgia, James, Smith, James Smith is going to go to Alabama. He's okay. going to go to Alabama. Florida State, Clemson, Jaquavius Russell, Carver. He's going to go to Georgia. Okay. Tennessee, Alabama, Alabama, Penn State, Alabama, Carmelo English, Phoenix, Alabama. He just committed from – he just decommitted from Auburn yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that is the top 15 in the state of Alabama. And there you go. And there goes the future of Auburn football right there. Yeah, but in in a, in a in an old world, I might say you're onto something. But in a new world, they'll just somebody will just go raid the portal and it, they'll be okay. I don't think that'll work, man. I I don't think so, man. I think you got to be a, a a type of coach to raid the portal. Like, well, you, then you go I think get, even Nick Saban seeing that. Then you go get a, that type of coach if you have to. I mean, we're covering a guy that raided the portal, and he kind of appears to have sort of. Filled every hole, but I think Lane Kiffin is kind of like kind of proven before our eyes is that he's special. Like I think Lane Kiffin kind of dabbled in both. Like if if the, the if Kiffin is able to keep Perkins on board, then yeah, he's able to dabble in both because I because that'll be a big win, you know, in my eyes. You talking about Judkins? 
No, Suntan Perkins. Oh, oh Perkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. It appears that they, yeah. they've solved that. They seem to have fixed it. Yeah. Okay, see? And, I, I, like, that's a plus. That's a plus in my eyes. Yeah. No, so it, I, I just think Lane, Lane Kiffin is just a special type of coach that Ole Miss has right now. Yeah, he, he fits in a lot of ways, and he he gets it. And I think he's – his strength here, I think, is that he, rather than becoming obsessed with, with the the weakness, if you will, he just sort of accepts it and, mm-hmm. and fixes it rather than, no, no, we're going to recruit over this. No, you're, you're not going to go get a bunch of five-star players. It's just not going to happen, so figure it out. Yep, yep. All right, man. I appreciate the show. Hopefully, we get to see some good ball this weekend, and you guys get to have a uh, fun time on Saturday. All right, right Grant. Talk about Thank it. you. Thanks. All right, man. All right, I put the uh, phone number back up. They're starting the second half in Kansas City. Ten seven Chargers with the ball. Just just played the first play of the second half. <laughs> Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys, it's Bobbin. Hey, Bobbin, what's up, man? Nothing much. I am dual TVing it right now. I actually just got back from a date. Um, How'd it go? Not that good, apparently. I thought it went good. Okay. All right. She seems really nice. She's. It actually went really well. She's pretty cool, very funny, uh, into sports. She's a nurse, you know. Oh, Cubs like, fan? You know, those are all good qualities to have. Cubs fan or Cardinals fan? She's not a big baseball person. She loves basketball, though. She actually played uh, some college hoops. Oh, okay. Who's her team? Uh, she loves Southern. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I just got back. I'm dual TVing it. Me and my roommates, we have on the uh, – Obviously, the NFL game, and then we have little little Mississippi JUCO action for y'all. We have a uh, Pearl River Community College versus uh, Northwest, and y'all want to hear something very interesting slash kind of ironic. Um, one of Northwest's receivers is uh, Joe Horn's kid that was committed to Ole Miss when Matt Luke was there. Is it Northwest? Oh, I remember him. Yeah, yes, he's at Northwest. He's number one. I don't. I think his name might be Jacob. I don't know. Joe Horn's got a lot of kids. That yeah, that sounds right. He had a stepson who was at ICC when I was back in the day. Well, didn't Joe coach in JUCO a little bit? I don't recall it. He he, he he. You know he he came back. He didn't come back to ICC after he got done playing until I was there, and they did like this NFL Network thing on like where you came from or whatever. And he insulted his JUCO coach from back in the day, who then was in administration at ICC. And it was a really awkward thing the oh, next day because that dude walked Joe in Juco, right? and Joe, Joe, Joe Horn just absolutely annihilated him on NFL Network. He called him like the worst coach in the history of football or something. And the cat was like the Jeez. director of admissions or something. I don't know, like back then at ICC. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a little bit of a weird day in the student services building the next day. Yeah, I won't, I won't no, say the guy's I name. That'd be kind of rude. I I read the kid's name. They I think they said something horn, and I they said, "Yeah, he's a transfer from uh, Texas State." And I was like, "Wait a minute, Jacob Peeler. I don't know if he's still at Texas State. He might not be anymore." But I was like, "Hold up, here." I had to connect the dots on that one. That would, yeah. and uh, sure enough, yeah, that's the same kid. 
What's the score? How many? How many? Uh, it is fourteen to fourteen. Uh, PRC uh, Northwest has the ball. They are driving at the forty. Okay. It is, I think, the fourth quarter. All right. Northwest is number four in the country, and PRCC is number fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I, I was an alumni of PRCC, and I also used to work there. And uh, I have a family friend that's a coach, so I, you know, they play it every Thursday. So I figured I usually put that on one of my TVs. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, so are we sure that this under for Ole Miss and Georgia Tech is a lock? Well, nothing's ever a lock. Nothing's a lock, but I like it a lot. I just, I just don't think Tech's going to score more than about thirteen. They haven't completed points. a pass over twenty-one yards all season. I mean, did I, we complete a pass over twenty-one yards in the Troy game? No, no, 20, twenty-two was in the Troy game. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss scores in the thirties, and I think, I think Georgia Tech's in the teens somewhere, which is going to get you safe. Well, I was talking to a couple of my friends into it. I was like, guys, Ole Miss could literally, it could be best case scenario, and they could win forty-one to seventeen, and that's still the under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as the as long yeah, as the I mean, as long as the number has a six at the top, I don't either. I don't either. I because I, I, I anticipate they'll start slow. Yeah, I, I I I don't know. I just don't think Georgia Tech's very good. I mean, they looked good against Clemson, but can we be real? Is Clemson really even a top five team? I mean, or is their defense just that good? Probably not, but at this point... It's They're so, in that mush. It's so early in the season that, you know, you just got to rank somebody. Someone's got to be ranked there, so why not them? Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, honest, I just don't think Clemson... I don't know. I think Dabo's kind of had that window pass him. Chargers convert a fourth and one. That was a big, big moment in that game. First and ten. the Chargers money line. First and ten Chargers at the Chiefs. Fifteen, I think. Ten twenty-six to go in the third quarter. It's a big spot right there. Neil, being from Louisiana, did it throw you off when you found out Justin? It's Hebert. His last name was pronounced Hebert, not Abear. Well, his is his has the R in it, so so it makes it easier. It's Herbert. Oh, does it? Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought it was spelled the same. If it way. didn't, if it didn't have the R in it, then yeah, it would, it would throw me off. I'd be like, "That's a bear." Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I went to high school with like two or three a bears, and oh, what I saw play. that last name, and I was like, "Oh, is he might be case." That's the same thing with a Thibodeau kid from uh, Oregon. I immediately assumed he like was from Louisiana. Justin Herbert but, just connected with Mike Williams on a touchdown, and this ball was thrown. Watch this throw. This is why people love Herbert so much. This ball is thrown where absolutely there's only one potential outcome. The ball is thrown in a perfect spot. That's a hell of a catch. It's a hell of a catch, but that's a 0% chance of anything happening other than an incompletion or a touchdown right there. The DB has no choice, no chance, and the coverage is pretty damn good. That's why people love Justin Herbert. There just aren't a ton of guys who can make that throw, and he makes it routinely. Who do you think could – I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to be him and Burrow are going to be one, two. That's what, I, next that's what I think. I, I think. I think Herbert and Burrow are this new iteration of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Ooh. Herbert is 
Peyton Manning, oh. and Burrow is Tom Brady. I, I will say the way Burrow just plays the game reminds me of Brady a lot. There's a lot of similarities. Just I mean, mo- he doesn't moxie. have all this. I mean, Burrow isn't necessarily going to hit the 70-yard bomb, but he's just very patient, hits his check downs, can make the throws on the important down, stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, and Burrow, so great. Burrow has a special wide receiver. I mean, Jam- oh, yeah, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase is an absolute beast. That's what the doctor ordered. Yeah, I just that that L is. I still push back, and y'all may disagree with me on this. I still push back. I got a lot of LSU friends that say it's. The best college football team in history, that 2019 LSU team. I don't think it's that. It's for sure the best offense in the history of college football. They were pretty good. On, they were they were good enough on defense. I don't know if that 01 Miami team is losing to that. I mean, and plus you're talking about like an 18 year difference. That's two different styles of football. You know, even in the early 2000s, the game was different. But you know. I, yeah, I don't know. It's hands down the best offense in the history of a sport, right? Yeah. It, it, listen, if you're if you're playing a tournament, they're 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 in it, and they're going to be a threat. They they could score at will. I mean, they that was a super talented. It was a super talented football team. I mean, defensively, maybe they weren't elite, but they didn't have to be. And so you got to you got to factor that in. Yeah, but and the argument for them is that they had one of the best defensive minds in college football because, I mean, Aranda's defense was not great that year, but he is still a very damn good defensive mind. It I wasn't mean, great, but it didn't but it didn't have to be great. Mm-hmm. It just had to right. it just had to do what its job. I mean, they weren't as they played, they weren't like, "Hey, we need to win the all-time national championship." No, they just needed to win that national championship. And so all they had to do defensively yeah. was just kind of hang in there, and they did. I mean, they were and they were really good when they had to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it pisses me off to this day because, I mean, I just I grew up hating LSU, but I remember watching that offense. It was after the Texas game when literally Texas was kind of just clawing back in it, and every time Texas would get within like a score, Burrow would just hit like twenty yard pass, ten yard pass. They'd have a seven-yard run, and then it, yeah, yeah, that that yeah. offense was ungodly. Honestly, what probably pisses me off the most is that Ed Orgeron gets to have that. Yeah, because I hate Ed. I do. I know some people like him, but I don't know. I've, I've just I've always kind of thought Ed was a meathead. Like I, I, everyone is like, oh, he's he's a perfect like college football caricature. The way he like. You know, he's fresh out of Louisiana. Like, he looks like someone who's born and bred in Louisiana, but I don't know. I just, I've never been a big Ed Orgeron guy, but I mean, I'll give him credit. He was a head coach. <laughs> I don't, you know, it kind of fell into his lap, I feel like, but I mean, he was the head coach. But uh, Chase, how we feel about Sunday? Uh, history is the only thing that I feel good about. I mean that that they're, they're whatever Mint said eight and one in the last nine or seven and one in the last eight against the Bucks. They played them well. It's at home. If you're if you're gonna make a real seeding run, it's a game you probably have to you you probably should win on on Sunday because I feel like the Saints' path is five and one in the division. So if that's the case, you need some you you need Sunday. 
I think they could. I think they could drop one to Tampa and maybe drop one to Carolina, but they can't do anything else after that. Their schedule's kind of funky. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what they are yet. I mean, they look like crap on Sunday, but they won. Oh, my God. That offensive line looked about as yeah. equivalent to how bad Ole Miss's offensive line has looked at times. It was just, it was just not good. I mean, plus, is Pennington – he's not even playing, right? Pennington's hurt. The guy yeah. they drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I Jarvis Landry looked good. Kamara looked – he didn't do a lot, but I think he was hurt during part of a game. Like, he hasn't practiced all week. I will say this. I think Tampa Bay is really hurt right now. Like, I don't think Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or any of those guys practice this week, That's which right. is a big deal. I mean – Asante Samuel yeah. just picked off Patrick Mahomes. It's first down San Diego in like Kansas City night. territory. Kansas, Kansas City having a, a little rough night. Yeah, that's a catch. What's a, it's it's what seventeen it's seventeen seventeen seven and and uh, now Sandy uh, the Chargers damn, damn it Neil the Chargers have the ball at the Kansas City thirty five first and first and ten with a chance to kind of put a grip on it because that's gonna that's gonna stand yeah, as an interception yeah hey thanks for the call my yeah. vibe appreciate you all right all right appreciate you yep. Yeah, McColl uh, Hardman got hurt on the play before that. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a little touch getting and, late early there. Little it? touch and go right now for uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs. That AFC man, it, it, there's so many good teams. It's 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 going to be a long season. That's why the whole the whole overreaction Monday was almost kind of. Hey, who do we have? Hey guys, it's Reb talking. Hey Reb, what's up? Um, I wasn't going to mention this at first, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, low four star. Justin Herbert, three star. Um, kind of interesting. It just kind of shows how difficult quarterback evaluations are because those guys could be the face of the league moving forward, and it's they're not the the surefire five star that that sometimes you think they might be. No, it's listen. I mean. I know it's easy to make fun of the whole ranking thing, and we do it sometimes ourselves. We make fun of the ranking thing, but I'm glad I don't have to do it. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to make that type of a judgment on a 16, 17-year-old kid. It's so many factors. So many just everything. Yeah, and competition and all that stuff. It's just hard. And they're they're not going to get them all right. The fact that they get as many of them right as they do is probably – they probably don't get enough credit for that. Well, to know a kid's internal drive when they're 16 or 17, you just there's no way to know the life experience that that they're. You just there's no way to know that type of thing. Yep, they don't, and so it's a guess. And listen, if you talk to some coaches, they'll tell you. Coaches will tell you it's a guess a lot of times. Yeah, I can imagine. You just look at the arm talent, and you're like, "Well, he's got a damn good arm." Let's see. I uh, see how everything else plays out over the most formative years of his life, where. Stuff gets complicated. How's he going to handle adversity? How's he going to handle when things aren't going well? How's he going to handle losing? A lot of times, those elite kids have never had anything go wrong. How's he going to handle 
a setback? How's he going to handle a bad game? How's he going to handle getting yelled at? How coachable is he going to be? There's all sorts of stuff that they just don't know. Yeah, like you said, I, I don't envy the position of – I'm sure there's some positions that are a lot easier to rank, but quarterback, at, I mean, shoot, it's, it's nothing – it's not easy. Not no, easy at all. No, it's not. It's very it's it's very difficult. That's why they miss on a bunch. I mean, Kiffin's talked about that. There's there've been misses NFL teams with all of the background that they have, all of the detail that they have, they've missed. They're diving into to guys' ankle sizes <laughs> and uh yeah, they're going so in depth and even even they miss. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That got overturned. Uh well Ooh. Uh, so the question I came in with, it's a little bit random, um, and I'll make it quick. Uh, so in politics, I, there's no doubt in my mind that there's insider trading. Um, I, I call me a cynic, but I just, I just, there's no doubt in my mind. In collegiate athletics and professional athletics, how prevalent do y'all think like insider betting is? Do y'all like is that a I, I, this, I don't know. Is, is that a problem? Is that something that y'all think happens? So or, when you say to, when you say insider trading, you mean like with in terms of politics, politicians know about like a, a corporation sale or something that's going to happen, so they can they can short stock and that kind of thing. Yeah, or like, hey, there's supposed to be a mass mandate to buy stock in a company that manufactures right. this. Right, right. Oh yeah, there's no there's no question that happens on both sides of the aisle. Um, in pro. Pro and college sports, um, they punish it to such a degree yeah, you, that I actually think it does curtail it to whatever level. I'm it, not saying it doesn't happen, but it's not anywhere near yeah, majorly prevalent. You'd have to be, you'd have to be so suit like who's the receiver that got a, a year suspension? Calvin Ridley. He got a, a year suspension for betting on a game that he wasn't involved in in a season where he was hurt. So if a coach did something like that, it would. It'd be the end of his career, and it's. I mean, it's it's in the CBA, the, the the it's in the collective bargaining agreement all the way down. I mean, through and the different sports are different. I mean, from what you can do in fantasy sports, like the NFL can say, "Hey, you can do everything but football, and you're fine up to like five hundred dollars of a prize or something." But then, like basketball goes, nope, nothing, no fantasy sports at all, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, major league baseball different. players all have fantasy football teams, but they are told. Yeah, I mean, they are they are reminded all the time that. Guys, this this cannot bleed over into anything. I mean, you walk into a major league baseball clubhouse, and I've been in them. It's it's very you can't escape the clubhouse without knowing that betting on major league baseball is strictly forbidden. Mm-hmm. So if you get caught, career career if, ending. Yeah, well, Pete Rose, look, look at Pete Rose. Look at Pete Rose. I mean, it, it 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 it's forget the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is out of the game. And has been out of the game for the longest time. I mean, you yeah. you just can't do it. So I don't know. I mean, like nothing happens in Congress to, and they get family members to do it. Like I don't even want to name names. There's a name that's on my mind right now, but I'm sure it happens on both sides of the aisle. They get family members to do it and stuff. I don't. I don't think in sports. Like I don't think a coach's wife or a coach's brother, for example could take insider trading and do something without people knowing about it. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, that's interesting. Thanks, guys. I appreciate all time. All right, yep. thanks for the call. Bye-bye. All right, I've got time for one or two more, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll shut it down. T- 
still 17-7 Kansas City Hardman's back on the field, but he's got a limp. He doesn't look particularly healthy. I've got that game on. We've got uh, Reds, Cardinals. Cardinals make a play at the plate, so it's 3-1. Reds going to the bottom of the eighth. Not that anybody cares, although there's probably some Cardinal fans in the the stream that are keeping up. Loading a podcast from Brian right now as well, so uh, more content coming. There's tons of content on, uh, on the site. As we speak, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. So, just on got Brian's podcast loading right now, we also have just in podcast form. I'm trying to pull it up in podcast form, we've got the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor, uh, Pete's Pete Deweese's Pigskin Preview, McCready and Siski, our podcast from earlier today with uh, Jeffrey. And then just going back one day, the Davis and Igbenosan show presented by the College Corner, uh, my extra podcast with Ryan Brown, another Rippy Writes with uh, Weldon Rotenberg, and our show uh, with Kelly Quinlan, and uh, the the Troy Brown show presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If if you're driving to Atlanta and you don't have anything to listen to, I suggest MPW Digital. Yeah, there's stuff. And if... You still have nothing to listen to. If you listen to all of our stuff, you you're uh, it's one hell of a drive to Atlanta. Let's put it that way. And uh, just looking at our download numbers, thank you to all of you who are listening, and uh, we really appreciate you. You mean a lot to us, and um, it's, uh, it's always validating to see those numbers. It's a hell of a swing there because they were going in to go up a good bit. Instead, it's, it's back to three now, 24 to... 17-14 instead of 24 Oh, did they just score? Yeah, they just scored. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. So. Jake says, can't forget Chase's show. Did you put up? Oh, yeah, your your uh, your interview with the Chancellor. It is up. That was, week, yep. that was earlier in the week. We get to Thursday and you can't yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah, that was Tuesday morning. I can't remember Tuesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Chase has an interview with, uh, with, Glenn, with Boyce. Glenn Boyce, the Chancellor at Ole Miss. So there's, there's a ton there. Uh, also, the uh, Mason Brooks show from earlier in the week that that is still, from a time timing standpoint, still valid. So there's a lot there. Uh, appreciate you for pointing that out, Jake. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna stop there. Uh, appreciate uh, Ben Mintz for his time. Thanks to everybody who called in. Chase will be with you on Saturday night. I'll call in as well on the MPW Digital post game show, and then we'll be back with you on Monday for another week of the Oxford Exxon podcast. We'll put this up in uh, two podcasts. We'll put up the podcast with uh, Ben as one hour, and then we'll put up calls. Uh, the calls as a second hour. So if you're listening to the first hour and you don't want to listen to calls, don't. If you do, we had a lot of good ones. Thanks to everybody who did call, uh, Grind and uh, Robert and Vibin and uh, Reb Talking and everybody else who called. Appreciate all of you. Uh, Have a great weekend. If you're driving to Atlanta, please be safe. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again on Monday on the Oxford Exxon Podcast. For Chase, I'm Neil. Until then, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.